Hi, and welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with myself, Nick, the host. Uh, just messing. That's the usually Mikey's with job. The mostest. Hey, uh, joined by a very special guest, Cheeky Chris. <laughs> and, <laughs> the special guest. Yeah. And obviously the, the resident here, JB. Welcome to the Cheeky Podcast. If you found this useful, informative, maybe even entertaining at times, smash that like button. We all appreciate that. If you're new to the channel, give us a follow, subscribe, make sure you tap the bell and stay up to date with all the video content that we do here at Cheeky Crypto. Chris, what are we discussing today? Well, I think we're going to discuss a, a little bit of everything. Um, but I really want to start with something probably more engaging than just like your traditional headlines. And that is, I, I guess, first question for everybody. Will a cryptocurrency flip Bitcoin? Like, I've got some different ways of asking very similar mm -hmm. questions. But we'll start here. Um, and do let us know in the comments below what your thoughts and opinions are on these three or four questions. So first of all, uh, I guess over to you, JB. Do you think a cryptocurrency is likely to flip Bitcoin in you know, the next five or so years? So yeah, what's going on, guys? Glad to be back on. That is a horrible question to ask to start off a podcast, but we'll try my best to answer it. Um, no, I do not feel anything anytime soon will flip Bitcoin in terms of value. Popularity, yes, I think there's going to be a vast amount that will be a lot more popular or use for us. Obviously, there's a lot of a lot of um, cryptos right now that I think everybody would rather hold opposed to Bitcoin. But in terms of physical value, I just don't. I just find it so hard to see. I mean, even when we're sitting right now, we're at sixteen thousand nine hundred. There's nothing even close to it, so it's hard to even imagine that happening. But obviously, we we do see a lot of things right now utility for a lot of tokens is changing never say never i'd like to see it i'd like to be holding the one that does as well i think we all would um everybody watching listening and everybody here i think every single one of us would like to know what you guys are going to pump so high that's going to flip bitcoin i think we all <laughs> want to get involved in that how do you yeah. feel about it, nick yeah at some point something will um, it's just a simple uh, calculation between, you know, supply and demand, right? Uh, so if anyone can crack the code on uh, figuring out what the right supply would be and the right amount of demand and liquidity uh, to do it, yeah, you could flip Bitcoin easy enough in terms of market cap. Um, obviously, the question really truly becomes, is there something that's going to sustain or have sustainable growth enough to remain above Bitcoin? Now, and I don't think there's going to be any time soon that that will happen but there is of course you know a limit to how much bitcoin can you know essentially reach there's a limit to these things um so yeah i, I think at some point in the future bitcoin will not be number one just simply because once it all gets mined and it all gets purchased up by certain individuals and institutional players and whale players there's gonna be very little actually out there for people to kind of transact on essentially i think that's where it will end up heading it'll kind of come quite stagnant it'll reach the peak of its elasticity and and that'll be that uh, and i think something else will just naturally kind of just take its spot but doesn't mean or we should take away from its kind of value being locked there essentially i think um in time it will perform you know as kind of expected as a store of value what's your thoughts chris you've asked the question it's a leading question go for it Look, it's a leading question, but before I give my answer, I'm just going to go back to something that you touched on, which was supply. So <laughs> it leads me into the next question, right? Uh, and you're right, it is kind of leading. Um, but Ethereum, right? 
So Ethereum has recently changed its tokenomics, really, in the way that it's moved from proof of work to proof of stake. And potentially over time, you know, it's going to have a slower release than, say, Bitcoin, for example. So leading into the next question, do you think that ETH, your favorite project in all of the world, and everybody at home knows it, um, could possibly flip Bitcoin? What are your thoughts? I don't think it will. Because I think the amount of time that it would take in order to flip Bitcoin, I think a competitor of Ethereum will overtake it. So I don't think Ethereum will be what flips Bitcoin. If Bitcoin gets flipped, it'll be by something else. Do you think it could be flipped by multiple projects? And is that something that you could see happening? Yeah, probably, yeah. Over time, like you're talking a very long time in the future. Um, yeah. But there's a, there's a peak to how high this thing could go. Um, until it gets very stagnant. You already see diminishing gains year or bull run after bull run after bull run, right? You can see it slowing down in its growth. Um, and, you know, many do slow down, but the question just becomes what's going to keep that pace of growth to it? What's what is trying to evolve with the times, right? And I think there's going to be many that eventually will flip um, that, you know, these top 10 projects, essentially. Some of them will just kind of slow down, become very stagnant. Yeah, okay. I, I kind of see where you're, you're going with that. What about yourself, JB? What, what's your thoughts? I think there's many projects out there that I can see flipping Ethereum. Obviously, they'll flip Ethereum easier than they'll flip like, so Bitcoin. We could sit here and name lots off whether it's relevant to even start mentioning these projects right now. Who knows? Obviously, we see good news about like Soveda, Matic, all this goes on. So I think it's probably more relevant to say is anything going to flip ETH, which I think is probably easy to do. ETH, I don't like ETH as a as a project. Solely the, the fees that ETH has in its in its chain it's, itself, I just don't like. It's just too dear a project. Unfortunately, I do use ETH quite a lot, as I've said many times. I would like to see Ethereum being a lot cheaper. But who knows in the future, yeah. There's some projects in the top 10, there's maybe some projects in the top 100 and beyond that could do better than the likes of Ethereum. I'd like to see the time happen. I'd like to not think we are still in the space at the time as well, that we do see this kind of thing happen. The likes of Bitcoin's not number one, Ethereum's not in the top five. I think it'd be very exciting to see. Yeah, and I think that's that's definitely a world that we we could be living in in the future. I think that would be sort of aligned with what we saw with uh, the dot-com sort of era of of new projects or companies uh and you know switching you know by market cap we we saw this and i think it's gonna be no different with with crypto i think that you know eth is is you know has the potential to to, to flip bitcoin in the future i do think that bitcoin's growth uh will slow down whilst i believe eth will will increase uh with the new uh form of of tokenomics that they've got um, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm a, an ETH lover, right? I'm not a lover of ETH. You're um, a maxi by the sounds of it, now, Chris. Uh, I'm not. I'm no maxi. I am, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I believe in other projects uh, that have better technology than than Ethereum, and I think they will also flip both Ethereum and and Bitcoin in the future. Um, we're not talking about anytime soon. But I do think layer twos, and when we said this before, the likes of Polygon, lots of, um, I guess, projects porting over to to Polygon, not only projects, but real world companies as well, also utilizing Polygon. And I do think that's where we're going to see a lot of the growth 
through Ethereum uh, is the the layer two project. So the likes of Polygon, Matic, and and other layer twos. And uh, if you want to think like you know further ahead, there's layer twos not just on Ethereum but also on other you know chains like Cardano, for example. And we've mentioned a few of those over you know the the previous few uh, weeks. And I think that you know layer twos on on the likes of Cardano and other platforms are also going to be ones to to look at, but perhaps not for the next cycle. So, Nick, anything in the news that kind of stood out to, to you? Um, I mean, there's there's a few things um, kind of standing out. We obviously saw some news about MasterCard and and stuff like that, but uh, I don't think that's overly new at this point. I think, um, you know, we've seen that a fair bit ready. Um, we did see that the uh, Ferrari have cut ties with their crypto sponsor. Uh, we saw that in the news as well. Again, not overly surprising that some of these uh, companies and organizations are looking to kind of distance themselves from crypto right now. Um, so I'm not overly shocked and surprised by that. We'll probably see a fair few more uh, as well where where those sponsorships are probably being distanced a little bit. Yeah, I think that's something that, that could happen. What about yourself, JB? Anything that stands out to to you in the news? I'll keep it with F1 just now. Obviously, Crypto.com are a huge partner with F1, so I've spoken about this a few times. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Formula 1. Um, obviously, we've seen the likes of the Miami Grand Prix, the Las Vegas Grand Prix, are heavily backed by crypto firms. We have concerns about some of these firms that are backing them. Obviously, FTX, massive backer within formula one industry and we've seen ftx collapse we've got issues with a few others right now so i do think it's maybe a bit of an iffy time right now in the formula one industry that you know there's a lot of fun potential future funding issues going to come up on the horizon here so yeah pay attention to that if that is something you are involved with a news article i thought i thought was quite interesting to read through was surprise surprise about charles hoskinson and his preventative healthcare clinic will now accept ada's payment for treatments which i thought was very exciting it's kind of one of the first things we've seen in a space of sorts so as we touched on before the podcast there um, charles's father is a doctor his brother is also a doctor and it's basically a family practice that they will be starting up so for all the likes of treatments where was it they said it was wyoming, wyoming. usa yeah. so for all the treatments everything else that we ran through the clinic you will be able to pay with ada which i thought was super exciting and i'll look forward to see more of that happen all around the world it'd be great over here i'd love to see it happen too yeah it's interesting because that's the second project that i'm aware of that has kind of gone into that healthcare uh sector one being v chain now we've got um cardano two projects that we're we're fond of um i think the the, the ada side of things with midnight um and the healthcare aspect of things being able to mask, unmask is something that's going to be really, really interesting to to see. What are your thoughts, Nick? Yeah, I think it's um it's a great step forward in in kind of getting that integration with kind of general public. Uh and there, there is very um a few kind of I guess industries where you can can introduce cryptocurrency at a true mass level, right? And healthcare is definitely going to be one of them. But the yeah. mass adoption we could see off the back of this is a game changer. In my eyes, it's a game changer for our space. To see mass adoption, which could obviously go at a global scale here, if the likes of ADA, there will be more, VeChain can physically start using that to pay for your treatments. Um, 
if we can see more of that start to happen, you know, we can see what we've spoke about for so long, a boom happen in this space and I'm excited to see it. Mass adoption, public adoption. You might even get to a point here that people are paying with this and they don't even know what it is that they have. If, if that makes sense to you. you know, people could somehow hold ADA, not know what it is they're holding and actually be using it to pay for treatments and not actually have any concept of the idea that they're holding a cryptocurrency or they may hold it, they don't have an idea what it is, they just know it's cheaper, potentially cheaper to use that to pay for their treatments than it is to use the dollar, the pound, whatever it is they may be using. Yeah, it kind of rolls into something else I've been reading about, which was, you know, uh, banks and CBDCs looking to set up uh, crypto-related wallets that, you know, all these other chains can pour into, which is really interesting stuff, seeing that, you know, some of these projects already put themselves forward for it. Um, so, yeah, you, I, I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see how that all evolves. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's only a matter of time until we see global adoption of crypto. It's, you guys have spoken about this for so long now, obviously, we the listeners i'm categorizing myself as one of the listeners as obviously i've came into this space and joined your team you, you guys have spoke about for so long that mass adoption is on the horizon this is the next iteration of money it's the next iteration of the internet everything this is the future of what we are sitting in right now and mass adoption is going to be a wonderful thing and i cannot wait to see it happen yeah i think um we're, we're not that far out i think we've got to shake out a few more bad actors uh, get through a recession and I think then we're going to start to see that mass adoption really start to to take hold alongside with the, the regulation so does bring me on to, to something that is not really crypto related but you know will have an impact on on the market and that is the the property market obviously Blackstone uh, have come out and said that they've reached their quota for withdrawals which is a, a new twist on on basically saying you haven't got the liquidity um to to pay out investors um and this for me is definitely a sign of the fact that you know asset managers in in real estate um are, are really starting to have a tough time you know you can't really sell property that easily the, these days at the moment with everything that's happening you know with the interest rates cost of living um lots of uh, i guess uh retailer uh you know you go to to um like estate agents and, and stuff like this um they're pretty much telling you that their, their phones are not ringing um and it's and it's really quiet everything's starting to slow down um so basically they don't have liquidity very much like some of the exchanges that we've seen fail um but what they're doing is they're actually slowing down redemptions uh at the moment but this is a sign of of what i feel is to to still come um, the property market took like five years before it bottomed out in the last recession. So just be mindful of this. You know, in six months time, it's probably still not the the absolute best time to be buying a property. It's probably a few years out. Um, but, you know, these are the things that we're kind of talking about um, and, and monitoring when we're saying that we don't think the, the bottom is in for, for crypto. Nick, what's your thoughts on, I guess, the macro sort of landscape and, and cryptocurrency? Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I think um, property market at the moment has been artificially held up. 
uh, specifically here in the UK, right? We have a lot of kind of schemes to kind of try to help people onto the ladder, right? Well, it's a um, buy, uh, the, uh, the help, help to buy, which is really um, the help to sell, right? Help that's to sell, really, because that's really what it is. Yeah. If for those who are unfamiliar, you essentially you get a 20% loan from the government, right? Um, that's interest three for um, a few years. So then you start paying an interest on it. And it starts off 1% above the base rate. And then it, every year it increases 1% above the base rate. It's only so many years you're going to be able to sustain doing that, right? And obviously, this kicks in, I think, after five years of, of basically taking out the loan. So it helps you get onto the property ladder, but essentially all it really does is help you sell your property later on because you can't afford your repayment. <laughs> well, it, it really helps, right? If we really start, you know, and look at this scheme a little bit closer, it actually helps the person that built the home and is selling it, sell it initially, right? Yeah. Um, you know, that's pretty much what the scheme is. It's not a help. Well, they to actually buy. jack the price up as well, right? <laughs> yeah, so they push yeah. the price up a little bit because, you know, they're getting a loan from the government. So, you know, they can do it that way. Um, so that the builders are basically able to charge a premium on it. The uh, banks are like, happy days, not a problem. We'll lend you, you know, 80% of the value or take the 20% from elsewhere. You provide a 5% deposit and so forth. Now, these particular schemes are okay if you, if you kind of, you know, the fine print and you know how to kind of deal with it and kind of, you know, pay off that loan asap and you know all that kind of stuff but um if you don't know and you don't follow uh, the details of it it's actually quite difficult um and i can go into a lot of details because i actually did this once upon a time right so i know the ins and the outs of it um and it isn't exactly easy um so once you kind of um, go through the experience of it, it's just, yeah, it it's actually opens your eyes to the understanding that the, the market itself has been propped up for quite a few years. And well, the help to buy schemes come to a bit of a close and it's time to maybe redeem, right? A few years have passed. Everyone's going to be, or people who've taken out those positions are are now starting to get into the, the repayment of those loans. And well, that's an uncomfortable time right now in the bigger economic climate. Couple that with, helped by loan repayments or those people who were furloughed and, you know, had their um, stimulant uh, trip checks, right, in the US, right? Uh, you know, using that money to, to maybe as a deposit on a house that they couldn't afford, right, because they had extra income, then maybe they were working and also getting their payments. Um, and I saw a lot of this in 2020 uh, into 2021, where a lot of people were going in getting mortgages uh, for payments that they could just about barely afford, just about. Uh, now, of course, we entering to uh, the bear market kind of territory in 2022 and 2023. Fixed term mortgages start to come to a bit of a close and interest rates have gone up. Can they repay their mortgage You know, and, and so forth? So I think there's a, a huge thing with property just generally uh, and everything that's going on in China with um, you know people just not wanting to pay the mortgages and properties not getting built and, and all that kind of nonsense, right? Um, every little part of the world has something going on in terms of property and I, I it's like on a knife edge just waiting to go yeah and we're also seeing um you know watches the watch industry um you know watches are losing up to to like 15 16 some even 17 percent in value uh since their their all-time high um i think rolex is down 12 percent. so you know look i think this stuff is is really interesting we need to to, to monitor it what's your thoughts jb I've got personal experience right there on the mortgage front. Um, my wife and I, we we were exploring buying a, a new build um, last year. So the mortgage that we were offered was around about 2.7%, really good deal. For the rest of it, we were quite happy with it. The housing estate fell through due to um, the buildings that were around it were listed. So there was technicality and all the, the housing build got 
it fell through, so obviously we lost out buying the new build. Since then, it has been redeveloped and the housing is now going ahead. The houses are getting built. We went on the waiting list, we got approved, checked again for a mortgage, and it's came back at 9.1%. Yep. Now, it's the exact same mortgage, the exact same house, 7% difference in the mortgage. Ain't happening. Not buying a mortgage at that kind of price. I'll happily sit on the sidelines, stay in the house I'm in, do a bit of work, and have more money in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's, you know, when there's so many opportunities on the horizon, it's probably the the best move obviously not financial advice just my opinion but you know it, it took a while last time for for the prices to to really you know subside uh massively and obviously we've talked about you know crypto um to, to a point in the respect that we've got you know exchanges that we believe are, are likely to still fail um and i think that'll lead us into probably the the next thing that i uh i, I want to highlight and that is that whales are betting on Ethereum to plunge to $400 this summer, Nick. Um, I won't get into the full article, but, you know, there's a, a lot of individuals, um, you know, with heavy amounts of of Ethereum, uh, potentially, uh, you know, believing that it can go down as low as $400. So, Nick, what, what are your thoughts on Ethereum hitting those levels? Uh, that's too optimistic. Um, I don't think it would go down as low as $400, but I have it mapped out between $500 and $700, so it's right in line with what I've been talking about for months when it comes to Ethereum. And the issue, I don't think a lot of people are really willing to acknowledge, is that if we do this and we do go down this low with Ethereum, there is no new all-time high for years. It has to take a long time to correct up and drop back down before it will even go up into a new all-time high um so i don't buy ethereum for um for investing in i just don't think it's worth uh the risk and the exposure i said the same thing about a few other cryptocurrencies recently on the main channel where their structures are indicating you know impulsive structure down and basically could span multiple years just like ethereum and uh, it's not worth the risk to be exposed to something that is indicating to us uh, a move to the downside like that what are your thoughts, JB? So a few months back, I'm talking maybe six months back, uh, Nick asked on one of the Twitch streams in the morning, what our predictions were for Ethereum's bottom and Bitcoin's bottom, whatever else. And I did say between three and $500. So I'm happy to see whales are potentially talking between three and $500, which obviously 400 slap bang in the middle. No rhyme, no reason behind it. It was just the target I had in head at the time. At that point, I had very limited knowledge of Elliott Wave. Knowledge is now expanding. I'm obviously making a conscious effort to improve myself this year and continuing to do so, so far. So I would like to see it that high, but I am also of the sentiment that the next bull run, a lot of projects will not see an all-time high. I do feel that the next bull run won't be... Now, this this isn't to incite fear or anything. This is my just purely my feelings on it. I feel a lot of projects in the next bull run won't see an all-time high pass we'll have another bear market, then the next build run will be the one that will obviously see the best gains on. That's just purely my feelings on it. There's no logical, no explanation right now behind it. It's just that we, I can kind of see things going with the way the world is right now. We are so close to the bottom of the current bear market. I just think there's a lot more stuff to play out. So, 400, that is very low. It's, it's going to take a long way for us to get to $400 on Ethereum right now, but it 
1,275, there or thereabout. For that to drop to 400, something massive has to happen. We know that. It'd be very optimistic, as Nick said, to get us there. Yeah, I think it. I think it would take a a fair amount of time to get down to those levels as well. Um, but I guess moving swiftly on, our friend uh, Jim Kramer, uh, he expects the SEC to do a roundup of uncompliant crypto firms. Urges investors to get out now. Now, if there was ever a sign to say get into crypto. Jim's just giving it to us. Nick, what's your thoughts? Um, Non-compliant is my thoughts. There's some kind of compliance that they should be adhering to. Yeah, I mean... like From the SEC here. The SEC are the yeah, people that the, can't the, make a decision, right? The SEC, the guys that have given everybody <laughs> the fantastic guidelines uh, and the sandbox in which to, to operate in. Yeah, the uncompliant ones, yeah. Okay, good, cool. Good, just, good at picking to... up on that. Yeah, yeah like, the, like the non-compliant. So the SEC are saying they're looking for non-compliant whilst not giving them the guidance on what is compliant. Got it. Um, yeah, that, I think that's going to happen. <laughs> it's the SEC. It's going to happen. Of course it is. They're just going to go after anyone they can get money out of. I mean, look at BlockFi, right? Uh, and I know I keep you know highlighting it. I keep highlighting it because they should be writing off that loan. If they were to stick with their actual mission statement, you know, of protecting investors and uh, having a level playing field. Um, that's not the terminology they use, by the way, but, you know, that's pretty much how I interpret it. Um, they would write off that that fine that they've, they, the company's now bankrupt and they're ahead of investors to get their money uh, for that fine. Like, that's not protecting anybody apart from yourselves. So, um I'm going to keep flagging it until they remove it and they uh, they write that off, which is never going to happen. Um, but Gary, Gary, you're a monster. So obviously, one thing I'll quickly run by you guys, we've seen a couple of things coming out here about the SEC potentially going to chase CZ and Binance. What's the thoughts behind this? Have you got any feelings around it? I mean, it feels like there's a, a big agenda against Binance. Um, I think what's really happening is you got Circle and you've got Teva and there's there's a power struggle in my opinion between these two two companies, you know, stable coin companies. Um, you know, you got the Circle side, which, you know, has got big backers in the US, and then you've got the Teva side, which has got big backers outside of the US. Uh, and I think what you're seeing is you're just seeing Circle and Teva doing very similar things you know and the companies around them are doing very similar things um and circle i say circle it's not really circle that are being caught out but companies in that group if you had gangs you know the circle gang you know ftx was part of that they moved over right and they were becoming part of the circle gang right and uh they got caught out now i'm not suggesting that the other side is any better but the other side hasn't been caught out. And I think there's just this agenda to go, oh, don't worry about FTX, you know, circle gang. Um, you know, Teva are bad and Binance are bad because they're part of the Teva gang. Um, and I think it's really just that that's going on. And I think a lot of it is not, I guess there's no smoke without fire, right? But at the same time, uh, I think you need to know when you, you know, when to take that L. I don't know what your thoughts are, Nick. 
Yeah, like um I'm I'm I don't think the the US really will be able to. I mean, what what would Binance say? All right, we'll just go and we'll just forget about you US this folk and and maybe move on or or do you think they will bend over backwards to try to facilitate the US? I think um the world's a big place. And yeah. um yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. The world is a big place and the US is only a small part of the world. Uh, I think people seem to forget this, uh, but they are, you know, I guess with the... They're a huge chunk of the crypto space, don't get me wrong. Mm. But in a growing world where crypto is becoming ever more popular, the US just seem to be wanting to really harm themselves in the bigger bigger picture. Well, it's a lot of, a lot about control, isn't it? I kind of feel, I feel like um, they're trying to control the narrative, control you know, where, where the flows of money go and, um, you know, there's big companies behind it, you know, your Black Rocks, your Goldman Sachs, um, you know, and uh, they have a history of being able to, you know, control, you know, the, the narrative. And um, this is why you have to kind of, you know, really sort of dig deep. And the one thing that crypto has got, blockchain technology has got, is uh, it's got the uh, transparency of on-chain, right, where you can actually go and you can, you can kind of get not the full picture, but you can get enough of the picture to really understand what is going on at points. Um, what's your thoughts, JB? Yeah, I've got a few things going around my head right now, so I kind of zoned out. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. the CZ and Binance, obviously, we know that they are leading the market. They are, 80, I think they have an 80% market hold over crypto for investors and everything else. The SEC maybe targeting finance to try and make a stamp on on what's going on to try and rule in what is they're doing as the regulators of the space they're doing an absolutely awful job we've covered this many many times let's say they lose a case against ripple they have they really got a leg to stand on in this space anymore Uh, i mean my my stance is that they should uh they should go hand in their passes right now and uh you know, somebody should be taking the lead on, you know, getting new leadership in the SEC and some of the other regulators and actually regulate this space. Uh, I did see like Gary's come out and he said, um, you know, no, no, no new um, regulation for crypto um, right now. And it's, it's not, re- it's not required. It's not required for me to give you what, what you need because I can't then fine you when you don't deliver what you didn't know you needed to deliver or what, you know, uh, framework you needed to be operating in. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of feel that it's, uh, they've done a terrible job and I think they should be embarrassed. Um, you know, every time that they go out and somebody says, Oh, hi Gary, he should be embarrassed. Uh, I think he's uh, he's done a terrible job. It's just my opinion. Uh, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people would align with it, but you guys let me know in the comments below. Yeah, but obviously we've seen it as well with the likes of the, the guys that are leaving inside of the SEC, that he's then calling them out saying how, how good the job they've done, how great they were when they were here. You've made a mockery of things that you've been trying to achieve. It's you. There's nothing that I can pull out right now that say this is what the SEC have done really, really well. It really, really helped the space that we're in, helped the crypto companies, helped investors. There's nothing I could pull up right now and say, look how look how good a job they've done for this space. Yet Gary Gensler feels the necessary to come out and say, look how good these guys have done their job. Yeah, I think that that's a clippable moment there for, for Keith. I think Keith should be clipping the moment uh, where we asked the SEC, we challenged the SEC, to actually, you know, transcribe 
some of the big achievements that they've uh, they've managed in 2022 when it comes to to cryptocurrency. I mean, it should be an easy thing to do. I mean, like JB, you could write down your your biggest achievements. You know, uh, in 2022, I'm sure Nick could. I know I could. So why can't the SEC? Gary, get on it. Yeah, we 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 really want to see it because like I can be uh, very critical and I can tell you where you've let us all down. It's hard to write so, down your greatest achievements when you don't have any, Chris. Uh, yeah, you, you're looking at it all wrong. Different lens, different <laughs> lens, guys. They've done a fantastic job of delaying the Ripple and SEC case. <laughs> I mean, and a round of applause to those guys. I mean, they've really made a good show of it, um, displaying how many times they have to redo documents and you know put that brief in on time and you know d- d- provide documents uh, as uh, as directed by the judge on time right uh, and not kind of quibble about these things they've done a fantastic job chris yeah fact, well i mean is that just the lawyers or is that the sec whether well, sec lawyers i mean you know people at the top will take credit no <laughs> they will they will um the other thing that i wanted to talk about because we're getting into that that time now where we start thinking about tax that evil dark word tax um romania carries out raids as part of crypto tax evasion probe bit extreme why not send a letter um what are your thoughts nick i'm thinking oh god i'm gonna have to go and hide my ledger somewhere else (laughs) exactly what are you gonna do (laughs) what ledger what ledger i'm gonna have to start um figuring out my operating system on this computer and storing it elsewhere (laughs) that ledger that fell in the sea as you were um on a yacht nick that that that, ledger that one that one yeah yeah, you lost uh, all your stacks. It's still on order, guys. There's no crypto here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's on back order. <laughs> yeah. Probe. Love that. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? Why not send a letter? Why not why 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 go to, to the extreme of raids? Uh, well, they've got to spend the tax money again. That's how I figure. Well, they right? haven't got it. <laughs> they haven't got it yet, so they need to pay for the people that they're raiding. Uh, right. So they you know, they're gonna have to it's maybe it's uh, self-employment. Could be. Could. be self-employment uh, and these people are raiding to get their salaries you never know yeah look i think it's just a scare tactic myself i mean like a letter is sufficient chris you owe this amount of tax pay it today um jb jokes aside what, what are your thoughts romania loves a raid we've seen, we've seen we've seen romania having a nice few raids recently andrew tate and co um yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to say any more on that one um yeah they, they could have sent a letter. Why not send a letter? Or are they doing it just to show, look, what we can do. This is how much money we've got. We need to get rid of all this money right now, guys. Yeah, absolutely unnecessary to carry out raids for yeah. tax purposes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unreal. I, I kind of feel like it's uh, right. We should, you know, people who are starting to think about tax. We're raiding people here, there and everywhere. Like... Maybe, maybe they sent a letter. Maybe that one letter they sent just got lost in the post. The dog ate it. Dog ate it. That's it. That's <laughs> the excuse we'll go with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's difficult when you don't have a dog, though, Nick. Um, <laughs> it's one of those, isn't it? Um, but yeah, yeah look, you're giving I, too much credit if they'll see through that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is why um, we use Coinly. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> jokes aside, there is an affiliate link down below. If you yeah. uh, are considering uh, looking at your, your tax, Coinly do a fantastic job. This means that you won't have Romanian police if you're in Romania on your doorstep uh if you uh fail to to obviously pay your tax so uh 
yeah, in all seriousness, no, in all seriousness, though, we do need to get around to the point now. We start looking at our taxes. If we're going to be doing capital gains, uh, returns, etc., start looking into this, guys. We we've spoke about this before. We're going to try and cover it on here. Give but, a, bit, a bit a bit of help around um, how how to look at it. Not tell you how to do it, but maybe an insight as to how to go about looking in, into it. Yeah, and I think. Um... You know, all, all seriousness, jokes aside, there there is a real reason why I brought up the the tax aspect of things more than the fact that Romania are doing raids, um, <laughs> which was just my sense of humor sort of coming to the forefront. Um, it is time to start looking at it. And when I say looking at it, you know, not necessarily that your tax is due right now, but there are fantastic potential upcoming opportunities to reduce that capital gains tax. Yeah. Uh, yeah what are your thoughts nick exactly that if you've been doing the bear market right guys this is the point where you cash in on paying capital gains tax okay so if we've done the bear market correctly and we have bigger positions in let's say cardano you've been buying and selling you've got more ada now than you had at the beginning of the bear market but technically you've lost money by buying and selling and buying and selling and buying and selling then well essentially this is where you book those losses you book those losses carry them through to the next uh, tax year and hopefully there's a bull market where you can offset your capital gains with the losses that you made in the bear market now is the time to make sure that you're doing it right yeah so there's there's method to it but um there's a lot of people will be like, that's tax avoidance. It really isn't. You're going to pay the tax. You're just paying it at a later just date. Just kicking the can down the road. <laughs> exactly. That's all you're doing, kicking that can down the road. Now, um, obviously, none of this is a, a advice in any form, and not every jurisdiction is the same. So make sure that you do you know, uh, seek advice when it comes to your tax management through a really good accountant. Um, they're hard to find. Apparently, we have several, Nick, in the comments of YouTube, um telling me that we earn far too much money and i've always wondered where that accountant went when i asked for a cup of tea and was it coffee was it tea, was it, uh, tea i think coffee. it was coffee uh, who knows yeah. at the end of the day everyone seems to be an accountant on the youtube comment comment section <laughs> we, uh, we earn far too much we should be doing everything for free and we should definitely not be charging for our time basically if you guys have took nothing from what we've just spoke about you've lost money in this bear market all you have to tell everyone is you've done the next bull run correctly because you lost money in the bear market and you're offsetting your tax for the next year. Think about it logically, guys. Exactly. Like uh, I look at my portfolio and there's a big grin on my face because the, the holdings are higher coin numbers, right? But the overall number like fear is down. I've done the job right. And um, that's kind of how I look at it. I'm sure you're the same, Nick. Oh, I'm absolutely the same. Like coin positions token positions grow and dollar values decrease that is doing it right because you're going to be able to offset all those losses in the bull market and you've got so much more gains because you've got more coin and uh i i will uh point everybody to my video where i did uh an example of this um without saying it was an example of this um I sold all my ADA. Go look it up on the main channel. <laughs> have a have a, have a laugh at the Go comments. Go into the comment section for have sure. Have a laugh <laughs> with the comments of uh, all these people telling me that I was wrong and I was going to regret it uh, and all of that sort of stuff. And then, um, yeah, I think that is uh, time well spent. Uh, but that is a great way to, to you know, um, improve your position. So there we go. So I'm thinking now, we have final words uh, before we wrap up. 
Um, so I'm going to go over to JB. What What are your final words? Before for, I just say my for today. Words. For today. <laughs> They're not your final words ever. It was a bit, right. was a bit bleak. <laughs> yeah, it sounds very bleak. Just before for today. I, You'll be back tomorrow. My final words. Like, um, I don't know. I'm assuming you guys have heard about this thing, Prime. The, the juice that's out, KSI and Logan Paul. I, I thought you meant uh, Prime as in, uh, you know, Amazon. But yeah, okay. Oh, that thing you used to get Twitch. Yeah. For Twitch, we obviously get subscribers mm-hmm. up. Yeah. If you have got Prime, get on the exactly. Twitch channel, guys. But we managed to try Prime, the juice. Oh, my oh, word. No. Was it 25 quid? Uh, no, uh, my mother-in-law has a shop and they got oh. this stuff in. First of all, this is disgusting. I don't know why you guys are jumping at the chance to try and get it. It's horrible. They're feeding this to kids. It's full of BCAs. This is the kind of stuff I use before I go and train at the gym. Why the hell are they feeding this stuff to kids? I digress. If you guys are trading, have a nice stop loss, make great gains, stay safe in the space, and I'll see you in the next one, guys. Yeah, and what about yourself, Nick? Yeah, I kind of echo uh, a lot of um, of what JB just said there. Have you not got no prime for your, your trading sessions, no? I've got BCAAs, though, you know, for oh, the trading okay. sessions. You've got to have those in your system, right? Mm. Um, now, on all serious note, like, I'm still expecting a lot of volatility. I don't think the bottom's in yet. Um, and we've got to have uh, a lot more turbulence in this market. Pain hasn't been reached, like extreme pain, pain where the retailers are selling. And I'm still expecting those retailers to sell. And I think it's going to happen in 2023. Can't say when, could be three months, could be six months, could be nine months. But at some point in this year, a lot of retail investors are going to be forced into selling their positions just to be able to survive, I feel. Um, So that to me is a positive because that means that we're going to be some cheap assets to buy further down the line. And obviously someone else's pain is, is potentially your gain if you're on the right side of it. So just kind of, yeah, be optimistic when uh, you should and be pessimistic when you should. Awesome. Talking about pain, like, like I feel real pain in my ankle. <laughs> it's so painful from when I tripped in, uh, in Manchester, I'm sure it's broken. It's so painful. Um, you need yeah. to get yourself some Cardano so you go over to Charles Hoskinson's clinic and get yourself checked out there. Well, yeah, exactly. Maybe I'll, I'll uh, nip on by. Uh, Charles, if you're watching, um, yeah, maybe I'll be there. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, but my final thoughts, I, I, I guess, is the fact that I align with with both of what you know what you've both said. Uh, I don't think that um, the the bottom is in just yet. I think we've got some volatile times ahead. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see whether um, people align with our thoughts about the flippening of BTC. So uh, I'm looking forward to reading through the comments. Uh, If you enjoyed today's podcast, um, I say if, I know you enjoyed it. Uh, Mash up that like button. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. Tap in that bell, selecting all the notifications so you never miss another podcast. And you know what? JB, Nick, myself. We'll catch you in the next one.